Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Now we've got something a little bit different for you today, which we hope you'll really enjoy. This is courtesy of The Athletic's Tim Spears, who got really up close and personal with the Leighton Orient defender Omar Beckles this weekend. He spent an entire match day in his company from the family home drive to Brisbane Road into the home dressing room and behind the scenes ahead of a top-of-the-table clash between Leighton Orient and Northampton in League Two. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Athletic Football Podcast and a day in the life of a professional footballer. So it's early morning here in London, a beautiful, crisp October sunny morning. Great day for football and a massive game ahead. Second v third in League Two. Late Orient v Northampton and I'm going to spend the day with Omar Beckles to find out exactly what a match day is like for a professional footballer. Just pulled up outside his house. Let's uh, let's go see if he's awake. Hello, my friend. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good Stop. to see you. I'm good, mate. Thank nice you. you. Come in. Thanks for having Can me. Can I offer you a drink or anything? Oh, Tea, coffee? Oh, coffee will be lovely. Yeah, go on That's in. Oh, That's a great start. <laughs> Omar Beckles is a 30-year-old central defender who's made more than 350 career appearances for a host of clubs including Shrewsbury, Accrington Stanley, Crewe and now Leighton Orient. He's a Grenada international who played at the Gold Cup in the US last summer. He's Leighton Orient's vice-captain. He sits on the PFA board and he does a host of community work in the area for the club. He lives in Chingford, a 20-minute drive from the stadium, with wife Dahlia and their two-year-old daughter, Aria. Thank you so much for allowing me into your home. No, 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 it's something. Welcome yeah. to our little humble home. Yeah, yeah. Should be fun. No, it should be, yeah. Hi. Hi. How old are you? She is. How old are you? Yeah, you're two. I'm living with a two-year-old at the moment. Are you? Um, staying with, I've, I've just moved down to London like a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, so I'm staying with some housemates. Um, and they've got a two-year-old. They've got a two-year-old, newlyweds with a two-year-old. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> so much fun. So Tim here can play all the games, and I guess you know all the songs. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> After warming up our voices with some nursery rhymes led by Aria, I rejoined Omar in the kitchen. Orange is like a cornerstone. Little that I think. Okay. It's slow releasing carbs, the lot. Oat milk. Oat milk, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm not like I'm not vegan or anything, but just like my alternative milks. I actually have probably a little bit of like a uh, lactose intolerance. So yeah. So is this a very precise measurement in terms of how many oats you got in there as well? No, not really, but I'd like to make more than enough to the point where I'd have a bowl worth, probably a little one of a bowl's worth, if there's any FO, I'll leave it for a little one to have maybe tomorrow. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah. And has this has this been your 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 morning meal on a match day for a long time? For a long time now, um, porridge first thing in the morning as a breakfast is definitely mm -hmm. yeah. I, I used to it's changed, and as I've got older, I've understood that I can only have so much. It's like when I was when I first was like a pro, I was like getting well excited and thought, oh, free food, I'm just filling my boots. <laughs> and genuinely going out to the game and feeling like, oh, like, can't move yeah. or can't function properly. So I just really understood, like, I need a light load of, like, a light meal so I can go out and feel optimal. So, yeah, yeah, and it literally that would be me. It would be this, probably a slice of toast and um, two slices of toast and eggs, and that would be it. But for some lads, it might be, like, a bit of pasta and, like, too, too much. much for me, yeah. too much for me. So is this something that you've, You've sort of taught yourself and learned over time. Yeah, you learn. I'd imagine at, no, at, lo, at the low league clubs that you sort of come through, you, you're not you don't have full time nutritionist there. Do no, you? No, 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 no. You have to learn by error. Right. Trial and error. Trial and error, and it's like you tried this, that didn't work. You tried that, that didn't work. And I kind of pick bits from what everyone else is kind of doing. The older lads that I've kind of played under, and I kind of feel like, yeah, I found what really works for me. Mm -hmm. And um, this is designed for a three pm kickoff. If there's an earlier one or a later kickoff, does that sort of change your timings? Um, it changes the timings, not the meals. Yeah. Cup of tea, cup of coffee, or are you on the? No, probably a cup of tea. Depending if I'm away from home, mm -hmm. so on the away game, I might have a cup of tea. But to be honest, I try and stay away from like caffeine. So like, I went through a phase when I was at Shrewsbury. I was on the gels. I was on the chewing gum, like the caffeine chewing gum. And um, I remember one game too, like I had like like heart palpitations. So I personally feel like um, I stay away from the caffeine completely. Like if I can't get myself up from a football match, I've probably got something to worry about. You know, I'm going into a game, I can kind of be aware that I feel lower than I normally would. So if I feel like I need the boost, which isn't always, um, if I feel like I need the boost, I might have the gun at most. But thereafter, like, yeah, I try and avoid it as best as possible. I guess it's better to go under level and then a boost to pick you up rather than going, like you say, full of caffeine, full of stimulants, full of whatever, because then, then it's almost impossible to come down from that. Well, 100%, yeah. Like, not only the fact that you might have experienced a bit of a crash in the game, after the game, like, that was another thing that was massive for me, like, sleeping after games. If you've had all that caffeine, yeah, irregardless if it's a 3 p.m. kickoff, night games are always a bit difficult, whether you have it or you don't, but, like, 3 p.m. kickoffs, you could still be up at, like, 3 a.m., but you've been in bed since 10, 11, and you still can't get off to sleep. So I just think that's the that's the byproduct of like having that sort of caffeine. So I try my best to minimize that as best as possible. Where I've reduced taking caffeine, I've increased taking cold showers. So now like I'd have a cold shower before the game. And like on it used to be I only used to have it on match days. Now I have like a cold shower every day, but it's more like on a match day I just step into a cold shower only. Whereas on a, during the week, I might slip into a hot shower, like get cozy. Then I'm like, all right, I'll brace myself and put on a cold shower now. Do you know what I mean? And then, um, so yeah. So there, there's like, there's different ways that I'd get myself kind of like up for it. So cold shower is to switch, is to switch you on, is it? To, to hot height in the senses? Yeah, 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 100%, yeah. Interesting. So like, I don't know if you've come across this guy, Wim Hof. Yes. But. I tell you, right in the winter, you get the most of profit. It's a, you get the most of result uh, by doing this. The cold trains your 
uh, immune system to be boosted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry, serious on people serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I um, I've seen a few of his stuff, and yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with some of the stuff that he says. Um, just uh, yeah. The, the way you first thing in the morning, you do it, you wake up, you feel alert. You button, you ever tried it? No, you gotta do it. Again. No, I did <laughs> see some lake around the corner of the way, and we're gonna go and jump, jump, we're gonna go jump in that way. No chance, but yeah, so that's, that tends to be the thing. That's, that's think, commitment, that is. But when it starts to get cold, you, you, I, I love a warm shower in the morning, that's uh, yeah, but you're breaking all sorts of mental barriers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's genuinely moments where I'm like, the last thing I want to do right now is get in a cold shower or, or turn the shower cold. But I literally go all the way to the end, straight away, no questions asked, just firm it. Footballers often tell us about the importance of their preparation, focus and intensity on a match day. Omar's no exception, but fatherhood has clearly softened him. What's, yeah. what's going in there, by the way? Uh, so a bit of cinnamon, cinnamon. Yeah. and nutmeg. Purely flavour or nutritional? Oh, purely flavour. <laughs> That's the Caribbean in me. Like the, <laughs> the porridge that I used to have when I was at my, my aunt's or my nan's. They love to put a bit of like cinnamon and nutmeg. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> bit of honey to sweeten it up, amplify it. No, we prefer maple syrup. Yes, yeah. Canaria. Got a little one. But he loves a bit of honey. Love a bit of honey. I'm trying to like wean him off the honey and put him on the microwave syrup. Yeah. It's a bit healthier. <laughs> never, never, never. So, uh, so are you any different on a match day? He's got his routine. Are you sort of fitting in around him or? Yeah, so like Saturdays are Omar's day. I try my best, as best as we can, not to like disturb him with the little one. But we have a routine every day where we bring her into bed in the morning and have a little cuddle. So he doesn't want us to ever stop that, but he has no problem falling straight back to sleep. So literally I'll like bring her in, I'll, he'll have a quick cuddle with her and then I'll just take her out as soon as I can. Um, and we kind of like stay away from Omar on a Saturday. So like I'll play with her and I'll entertain her, I might take her out and just let him just have his, like, be in his zone. And the only time he really comes and joins us is when she's having breakfast. He's grown a lot, so before it used to be really hard to get him, like, out and even just on a Saturday evening to unwind. Since having Aria, there's been, like, a massive change, and I guess it's because of the joy that she brings him. So she'll, like, run up to him at the end of the game and give him a massive hug and he'll like light up because of her. Um, and then we have no choice, we come home and she's so playful. So she wants to play with daddy, she hasn't seen him all day. So she literally gets him out of a funk straight away. Some things are more important than football, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't me when we were dating. <laughs> I could never get him out of the funk. <laughs> but yeah, to put a bit of context on, I do feel like I'm a bit of a, a victim of the past. So like, when I first got into football, there was this like real seriousness around game day. And uh, I think I've subtly over time like changed a lot. Like from when you was first with me, Del, to now, I must be a lot different from like the match day prep. Yeah, literally, I Yeah, definitely. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. you were so strict on a Saturday. Yeah. You're like in bed at 8.30, you had to be out of bed yeah. and you had to have your porridge. I like, had it before, by nine. Yeah, like, before nine. Just later than nine, I'm like, oh no, I'm bugging. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be like really finicky about what you'd eat the night before the game. Um, you proper want a carb load, so you'd eat like loads of pasta. I remember tuna pasta being a big one. You'd always want to have like the night before a game. Yeah, he's definitely come a long way. So fatherhood's done that. You have to start adapting, don't you? You've got a baby in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Omar disappeared on me for an hour to get showered and ready. Then, something I didn't anticipate would happen three hours before kickoff, we had to pop to the supermarket because he'd run out of bread and eggs. Hour, if, I, if I can ask. Yeah, yeah, so first thing I did was I just had a bit of time, time with the Bible open, um, read a scripture, a time of prayer. There's also a Bible plan that I'm in the middle of doing. Um, so, so yeah, the, the plan for today was being confident um, of your future. And um, there's a passage that kind of really runs true to summarize all that I kind of went through, like God's plans are to prosper me not to harm me, to bring me a hope and a future. It's that reassurance and that peace, um, irregardless of what happened. So how how much of a place does your faith uh, take in, in the game? How, how much does it help you? I don't know, it might sound sort of, you know, facetious or whatever, but does it help you in, in, your, in your sport, in your professional life? It, it definitely helps me as a as a man, mm -hmm. as a as a human being, and then obviously I so happen to play sports, so yeah, it's beneficial. Um, I, I I remember reading a, a quote from Jurgen Klopp. I'm not sure if he is a believer or not, but he said it just literally had this little quote like God has nothing to do with football, and I wholeheartedly stand by what he says. I first looked at it, I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what do you mean God's got nothing to do with football? But he was like. I, I, I kind of conjure up my own saying like God's got nothing to do with football but everything to do with footballers like God's just passionate about people so like so yeah so uh, definitely my faith plays a pivotal part in me like where, where my identity lies like some people's identity is what, in what they do in what they have but my identity will be rooted in like who God has made me to be so um, so yeah it kind of allows me to now step out on that pitch free from like fear I remember when I first used to play and I was really like crippled by everyone gets nervous and that's fine but like the nerves that lead to anxiety and fear that can cripple you then that's not healthy so I think that's definitely really like set me free from yeah living in that way I wonder what um Wonder what the context was of that Jurgen Klopp quote then was he sort of talking about religion? Yeah I don't I think he might I think he might have been I think he might have been um, Apparently you got starstruck when you met him. I, w I did, yeah. <laughs> the only manager, uh, the only manager. So I, I went to the LMA Awards, and um, yeah, he was he just like he had the room. Like, yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. just at the charisma. Wing. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of charisma. So, so yeah. Did you play against Liverpool? You don't get how he came here. They are good. Um, I wanted eggs and popcorn. So I think we've got three and a half hours to go. Was it they say get get your game face on? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> I guess my missus kind of exposed that to you that I probably just instinctively <laughs> get in that zone. So, so yeah. 
I don't think it really kicks into me until like I'm in the dressing room. Um, in particular, when the gaffer's baby come in at that team tour, and you're like, mm -hmm, that's all. You still get nervous? I need to. For every game. Uh, I think there's some, some games might be less than others, but I think nerves are like really healthy. What do you feel nervous about though? Is it is it fear of anything? Is it is it playing in front of a big crowd? Is it the importance of the match? Um, it's it's really it's really about just giving a giving a good account of myself. Yeah, do yourself justice. Doing myself justice, but then at the same time, um, getting three points. So like, it depends. It obviously your nerves will then correlate with like what your expectations are. Yep. So, yeah, I have expectations, big expectations whilst being at this club. You know, I didn't really want to take a step down to play League Two, League Two football for family reasons we did so, but really want to, you know, be a part of a positive season. So, yeah, that would also factor in the nerves. But I feel like if I don't have nerves, like, I'll be worried. Like, I know what if, with the bad habits that I probably had from like non-league football, if I'm not nervous, I'll start strolling to a channel ball. I'll just start, yeah, I'll get found out. So I need to be functioning with some form of nerves or something to, to play for, so yeah. Do you notice changes in your teammates' personalities, like say between one and three before a match? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you hear of players like, some, some players are throwing up before a game because they're so nervous. And yeah, 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 you, you, you'll, probably, you'll probably notice that. Mm -hmm. There's uh, one player in particular that definitely does that. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, you see all sorts. You see all sorts in the dressing room. You even see kind of maybe the, the extremes of those that seem like, oh, it doesn't bother them. So they overcompensate in another way. Um, yeah, you see so much, so much. I remember listening to, I don't know if you ever come across um, a Johnny Wilkinson podcast on high performance. Mm. And he's like, he talks very spiritual on it. But he talks about this mask and facade of the dressing room of like before the game and uh, whether it's a false macho-ness or whatever else it may be, there's so much of that, there's so much of that. There is a, there is a little bit of a fragility before you're competing, nonetheless because of the nerves. Yeah, yeah of course. So in my bag, I've got my wash bag, I've got um, a jacket and I've got the top that I'm gonna be using for the initiative today handing out to one of the kids so yeah looking forward to seeing how that um, how that goes today we've had a few coaches drop out last minute so all the debriefs kind of went out of the window but hoping nonetheless the kids get to have a laugh so as you said to me on the phone it's like a free-for-all futsal session basically yeah yeah. yeah 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 just getting the kids back to like jumpers as posts have a laugh and just play because um, yeah I just think growing up that was a thing for us just go out and play with your mates, play football. The enjoyment of it. Yeah, just the just the enjoyment of the game and the love of the game. I just want to rekindle that that love whilst connecting them to the possibility of attending a game. Because I know when I was um, a semi-pro and I started like getting passionate about people and giving back, I was coaching a Sunday league team and I was running my own futsal session. And um, kids are like, oh, I've never been to a football game. And I didn't get to go to my first football game until I was like well into like my team, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, some lads are like I've never been to a football game before. 
Um, oh my, we need to change that. It's 1pm, getting closer to the big match, but Omar's taking time to help run a futsal session for local kids as part of the wide-ranging community work I mentioned earlier. On such an important day for him personally, and with thousands of supporters already heading to the stadium, it's impressive that Omar's been so personable, friendly and energetic with these starry-eyed youngsters. Because you guys are late, you're going to join the Bulldogs. You guys got to catch these lot, yeah? Quick, put your water down here somewhere. Quickly, get in the middle, get in the middle. You've got to catch them. We're back in the stadium now with kickoff fast approaching. In the dressing room, Orient's players are watching Leicester v Palace on the big screen. Beckles, captain today, asks his teammates to sign programmes and a shirt. Let's talk about Omar Beckles. The Leicester game is interrupted by video clips from training that manager Richie Wellens wants them to watch on their build-up play, their pressing and their goal kicks. The clips are taken from an overhead drone on the training ground. Beckles, who'll be the right-sided centre-half in a back four, watches attentively. People walk in and out, mascots, their families, VIPs, they pose for pictures. It's still a chatty and positive environment, no one's in the zone yet. A sharp smell of men's fragrances and deodorant, coupled with the staleness of football boots and old clothes, hangs in the air. Then, after 1.30pm, Beckles' demeanour visibly shifts. Game time. Literally, my hands are like, my palms get sweaty. 
Like it means so much. We've got to go home with them one day. And when they win, that's lovely. <laughs> the best weekend ever. Best weekend ever. It finishes nil-nil. But despite the clean sheet, Omar is visibly frustrated. He normally waves to his family after a match, but today there's no wave, and he heads down the tunnel before taking a while to emerge. What's that? Yeah, no, yeah, look, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it's frustrating, the outcome is frustrating. I enjoy being out there all the time. It was a big game, so it was like, you know, big crowd as well, you can feel it. 100%, and it felt like a proper game. But even when we, when we were under the cross a little, I think that's the first time I've kind of started in that way and felt like this is a proper game. Like it's a proper challenge uh, and you want to be a part of games like that you want to really test yourself you really want to really push yourself um, so yeah yeah no enjoyed it there was no wave to the family box so we were a little bit concerned uh, <laughs> you went to uh, i was raging <laughs> no, i was raging a little they were both waving. I, just, I just yeah i was just completely just like just yeah go all right let's start the fan let's get in let's get in so yeah oh, i hit up there now I'm sure the little one will pass through with his passports. So, so yeah, can't wait. And what have, you, what have you just done in the dressing room? Have you loaded up on carbs? Have you eaten something ready? Or? No, um, not, not so much carbs. There is food. Um, I haven't grabbed anything yet. We have got a meal later on. Um, yeah. So I just grabbed a bit of food. Fruit. Um, get some sugar down. You can feel a bit sapped after a while. So, yeah, get some How do you feel physically, literally, right now? You're not yeah. aching? Like, how, how does uh, you feel? Yeah, maybe little, little aches, little knocks that I've taken. Elbows here and so on and so forth. Little knocks that I, I feel, but um, no, actually, don't feel too bad personally. Yeah. Probably more demoralised than, than yeah. anything because I'm not getting the result. When you have played against 10 men, you want to win games like that. So, yeah. I know you've got this meal, but what do you feel like doing right now? Do you just feel like going home and just chilling yeah. out? Or? Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. It'd be nice yeah, to yeah, just yeah. Is that go what home. you normally like to do? And put your feet up. Yeah, I do. I do. I do like to just get home, chill, relax, have a bit of a moment, maybe with the family, spend the evening with the missus. I do, I don't mind that. Um, or have mixed round. Um, but yeah, that's alright. I don't mind I don't mind doing these meals. It'll be a few players. So we are at asking the question. Oh, how come we didn't win? Uh, so yeah, but we go to the drawing board, we live, we learn, um, and we go again. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. That was great, Tim. Did you enjoy putting that together? I absolutely did. I'm, I'm sure you've had. Uh, I'm sure you've had many of these days, Mark, where you, it's one of those I can't believe it's my job type days. Yeah. Um, you just <laughs> spending a day with lovely people, um, finding out all about their lives, and yeah, it, it just wasn't work at all. It was um, great to spend the day with with a lovely family, a very welcoming club as well in Leighton Orient. Um, I've got to thank. I've got to thank them, their press officer Luke, and their manager Richie Wellens for basically allowing me where I wanted wanted to go in the stadium, including the dressing room. And obviously Omar, his, his wife Dahlia, and the beautiful little girl Aria for, for letting me into their home. It was um, a fascinating day and hopefully it makes for an interesting article and, and podcast. There are, there are, uh, before we come on to uh, Omar and the life of professional football, they are a really good client. I'm biased here because I've done a fair bit with them and I think Richie's a really interesting manager, but how they're set up off the 
off the field, how they've sort of built themselves from from the the dark days, and they're very um, they're very modern in their approach and collective thinking, and everybody being in it together, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was good to see it. It all is pretty much full as well for the game. Obviously, this was this was second v third, and or into flying this year. They're having a really good uh, season. A club on the up, which I'm sure helped when it when it came to to letting me in as well. You know, if they, if they're if they're bottom of league two, maybe not. But um, <laughs> um, but all the all the work they do in the community as well. I got a little bit of an insight into that with um with a futsal uh, session that they were putting on just over the road from the stadium before the game, which a couple of players, including Omar, attended. So yeah, just just uh, yeah, a lovely place um, to be around, and um, and it's good to see them thriving again after after you mentioned you know it's it's, it's been a tough few years. As as regards the life of a of a league two footballer, what and 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 the environment that he operates in, what surprised you? Obviously, I, I went into it with a completely open mind, but you, of, of course, you tend to think of footballers in general as sort of pampered and filthy rich and and being detached from normal life, you know. And I guess with with more and more money filtering down, um, sort of through the leagues and into the championship, it's hard to know where that line stops. And players and clubs start becoming, you know, quote unquote normal. Yeah, yes. um, but just the fact that we were at his house in the morning, you know, TV on, little girl playing with the toys. Um, I mean, Wolves are the club I've covered the most in my career, and I assume they still do this. But they stay in a hotel in the city in Wolverhampton, you know, the night before a home game, um, and they were doing that in the Championship. Um, and there's here's me and Omar going to Sainsbury's at half eleven in the morning. Um, in in his late Orient gear to go and get some eggs eggs and bread for his pre-match meal. Um, as as he said when we walk around Sainsbury's, you know you don't get Harry Kane doing this. Um, <laughs> I reckon so, he so, might he might be more click and collect Harry Kane, so he doesn't have to go yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very relaxed a very relaxed build up um, to the game. Um, there were quite a few surprises. Um, I was surprised about basically. I mean, Omar's such a friendly guy, as people would have heard on on the podcast. But about half one, his face changed and he basically started ignoring me because you know, I was his shadow for the day and he was so lovely and, and so and so inviting. And then I could just see that, that game face on about half one onwards. Um, also interested to see how nervous his wife was watching the game. Um, they've been together eight years. You know, she watches him home and away, but she was tense. Her, she's got long nails and they, they were rattling for the whole game. Um, also, it was a shame this didn't happen on the day. It would have been great for the podcast, but he normally gets the bus to most home games, which was a massive surprise to hear. You know, a real throwback. You know, I, I, I grew up on the days of hearing Billy Wright getting the bus to Molyneux before <laughs> with the a, game. But... With, a pint, with a pint of stout on the back seat and a fag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, puffing away on a pipe. Um, so that was unusual. Um, and also, do you know, I was also surprised at how busy the dressing room was before a game. I've, I've not been in a dressing room before a match and you think of it as this inner sanctum that nobody's allowed in. But it, it it was a hive of activity. It's like Piccadilly Circus before the game because you had you had all the mascots and their families coming in for pictures and selfies and then you, you had I think friends of the owner coming in to say hello. It was a very it was a very busy environment. Um and quite a few more things. Yeah, a, a few kind of um, preconceptions were were, were were challenged certainly for myself um throughout the day, but it was very enjoyable. And then what about afterwards? After 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 the, after the match and you know how how results and it, it was a goalless draw so you know there's the, there are there are positives and negatives to that but then how a result affects everybody connected to player and club afterwards 
Well, he that he and and the team were very frustrated because you know they saw it as as a, as a game they could have won because Northampton went down to ten men. So um, so they, they they were frustrated at full time. Omar, as I guess most players do, will sort of wave to their their wife or significant other or their children at full time. So Dahlia and, and Aria were, were there where they normally are with a big wave ready for him to walk off the pitch. And, it, and he didn't wave. It was head down, straight down the tunnel because he wasn't very happy. <laughs> in fact, he like said he was, ra- he was raging, he said. Um, so, yeah, and it was interesting, the dynamic in the tunnel post-match. Um, Northampton had the music blaring out because I, th- I think they're quite happy to get away with a nil-nil draw and it was, it was pretty quiet in the late Orient dressing room. Um, and, of course, you can hear that in these grounds because they are... They are right next to each other, on top of each other. They are small. It's not a, you know, cavernous Tottenham Hotspur stadium, is it? Where you know dress rooms might be a mile apart, doesn't? No, absolutely not. And you know, pre-match, you know that they're all sort of mixing with each other as, as they're walking in and out of the tunnel and, and and coaches and whatnot. And it's all it's all very much head down and, and ignore each other depending on what tracksuit you're wearing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very tight and and very intense. Did the Northampton players think you were a, a new Leighton Orient signing? <laughs> I think everybody wondered who I was, to be honest. Because even media from very well-known broadcasters weren't allowed in the section that I was in. They were, they were getting turned away. They were like, who's uh, who's <laughs> who's this guy with his converse on? He's not a footballer, is he? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's very interesting. Um, it, it, it's a real benefit, isn't it? If you get the right club and the right player, it's it it, it can just it just works for everybody. It works for us because it's a brilliant insight, and it works for them because you know if they're good people, it, it's a brilliant insight into into their lives, and and you were with good people. Yeah, and and a lot of that depends on trust, as, as you'll know, Mark. I mean, a lot of footballers and clubs are very wary of the media, which I understand because there's an awful lot of of sensationalism and clickbait and falsehoods out there and that trust is everything really and, and it was important that I'd met Omar a couple of weeks in advance myself and my editor Craig you know assuring him you know there's no agenda here we just we just want to tell a nice story um of course that that's something we'd we'd all encourage more of because um there are a lot of preconceptions that it would be nice to break down and and some barriers and disprove some stereotypes and you know the, the, the football is a stupid one always gets me because I don't think I've, I've, I've you know you just it's the same as in any walk of life you yeah. know you get you get some people who aren't as bright as others but you know there are a lot of extremely intelligent um, players out there it's just not the case that footballers are, 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 are daft so um, well they're obviously in some cases but anyway we won't name any names um, so yeah no it was um, it was an absolute pleasure good stuff Tim Great, thank you. Uh, the full article up on the site right now, so I very much advise you to go and read that. Uh, and you can subscribe to The Athletic for just a pound a month for the first six months at theathletic.com slash footballpod. Another episode for you tomorrow. See you then. The Athletic.